want to train it for life? Then train it with us, your hosts, Dr. Andrew Stewart and John Romanelli. Welcome to Train It For Life, where we discuss the ins and outs of all things fitness, ranging from health and wellness, nutrition, fitness, performance, rehab, to everything in between. Thanks for training with us today. Stu, we are honestly just living in some crazy times right now. I seriously don't know if I could even have imagined more chaos, more change, more just insanity in 2020 than we're currently living in. Technically, Romo, it could always get worse, but you are absolutely right. Things are nuts right now. Uh, our last episode, we discussed everything that's been going on and with my situation and on this side of the world, but I think maybe right now let's dive into a little bit of what was going on over there because I keep talking to family and friends and they're telling me a little bit about what's going on in different parts of the U.S., but you know, for you, I honestly don't even know, like when did your, when did your lockdown officially start? Yeah, so it's uh, it's been crazy, and it's kind of—I was gonna say it's kind of funny, because but funny's not the right word, but it's kind of coincidental that you know, with you being where this all originated and having gone through it, and we're just kind of now getting to where you guys started. It's it's just kind of weird and spooky and and kind of eerie. But uh, to answer your question, so our shelter in place um, went into effect. Uh, which would be last Saturday from the time of recording this. So depending when we get this out, that'd be Saturday, the 21st. Um, and, and what we saw with that is they essentially looked at it very similar to what happened with you guys, but they looked at and said, okay, what businesses are essential and need to remain open and which businesses are non-essential and, and need to be shut down. So obviously one that's, that's in the wheelhouse for, for me and in, in, in my business is, is gym. So that was one of the non-essential businesses. That was one of the first ones to go even before the, the shelter in place took effect. It is, it's crazy to be over here watching what, what the U S considers essential businesses. I mean, obviously if I was there, I would be living it firsthand, but compared to what happened in China, it's just, it's very weird. And obviously for you, yes, the gym is very important. That's affecting your, your, not only your social and not only your mental, your physical, but also your financial pocketbook. Um, but one, one thing that I think is just hilarious is that, you know, in the U S right now, like gun shops are considered essential. And I don't really know what your opinion is on all that stuff. And I mean, I know our listeners probably have varying opinions on this, but it just seems quite uh, odd to me that that would be amongst nurses, doctors, policemen, EMTs, grocery stores, that then you'd have a gun store open right next to them. Like uh, it's just, it's amusing. It's amusing to me. Uh, we don't have to dive into it too much, but I just think it's amusing. Uh but it, no, you're, uh, you're you're right about that. You're 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 a hundred percent right. The list is is very, very off in my opinion, and I think that you know it's one of those things like it. Maybe it's just my personality, but I've always been the type of person like if we're gonna do something, we should do it a hundred percent. And I feel like we keep trying to take steps, which is ultimately gonna get us to where it needs to be, which is a complete shutdown. But we keep doing it in phases, and to me, it just means that we're gonna prolong this instead of just everybody suck it up, let's get it done and and be done with it. But everybody keeps 
bending the rules and, and pushing their luck. So yeah, I'm no, a little frustrated over here. If you can tell it's, it's almost like just jump in the cold pool because if you try to put your toe in at first, it's going to take you 15 minutes to get in. Like it sucks when you do it and it's going to suck for 30 seconds. But if you just jump in the pool in five minutes, you'll warm up versus 15. And so it just, yeah, observing it over here and having lived through how China does it. And we, we don't need to get into how the different governments are run and what the pros and cons are for each way the government's run. But I'll, I'll tell you, as a as a foreigner coming here, as much as it sucked to have that lockdown happen when I was here, um, as we're currently approaching, I mean, outside of me being quarantined at the moment, looking outside, businesses are opening back up and you can sit down at a restaurant again and all this stuff is, is starting to, to flourish again. Um, you know, they just kind of took that immediate break and they just said, you know what, we're just going to dive right in. We're going to get it over with. And now they're they're benefiting from that particular thing. And obviously looking at that now in hindsight, it's obviously easy for me to see that. And in the U.S., I mean, for all we know, it could be it could be fine, you know, on the unlikely scenario that it's fine in the next two months. But it's looking more and more as if you look at the data that it may or may not be fine in two months, you know, maybe, oh shit, like now we're going to go further into this. We're going to keep digging a hole and we're just going to keep digging until we finally hit rock bottom. Um, but outside of that, how is this, you said you're getting a little frustrated with it. How is this affecting you personally? You know, so it, it's kind of hitting from, from all angles. And, and again, like when I say this, I'm not, you know, trying to be the boy who cried wolf because we're all going through this to some different degrees, but just my specific situation, you know, kind of the facets of, of my life that are being affected. I mean, I think, you know, the obvious one is, is my business, right. Which ties in with financial. So, you know, for me, obviously I do some personal training on site gyms are closed that that part of my business is is currently on pause but you know i also have a, a complete online portion of my business and and what that is is that's all remote coaching um you know from the nutrition and the training end and and we actually have the means to continue on programs fully online right so all of our current clients in rotation we could just switch them to at home body weight and resistance band workouts. But, you know, as a business owner, I had to, to ultimately make a decision about what was right. And for me, knowing that, you know, the clients that came in and signed up for programming, they signed up under the pretense that they would be doing a program with no restrictions, with no limitations. So I didn't think it was fair to continue them in programs. So essentially with all of my clients, which is a pretty good handful I had to put all of those programs on pause. So wherever we're at with their programming, we're just we're just on pause. So we're not going to progress them. I'm not going to count weeks towards, you know, their overall programming if they're doing something at home when they signed up knowing, hey, I want to work out in a gym and and all that. Obviously, if someone came in and they, you know, said, "Hey, I only want to work out at home." That's a different story. Nothing's changed. So, I actually put all of my online business on pause. Um, so definitely, you know, I don't think anybody doesn't understand that there's financial repercussions on my end, you know, there's no, no, you know, new income, no recurring income from those clientele. So that obviously sucked. And then, you know, I think the biggest thing too, is just mentally, right? Like mentally, yeah. this is very taxing on, on every individual, you know, you're, you have uncertainty. I'm a guy who is a planner to the, the nth degree. So for me to not be in control of a lot of things in my life right now, 
freaks me out. Um, you know, my stress levels are definitely elevated. I'm definitely experiencing a lot of anxiety and things like that. It's hard for me to stay in a good headspace, uh, too. And, you know, on top of this shit storm, um, you know, my, my condo is for sale. So we were getting great activity before this all hit and I was hopeful and, you know, we were going to get this thing sold and move on to the next chapter of our lives. And, you know, ever since this hit, like that's come to a dead stop. So, you know, you throw all these different things into the mix and, you know, it makes for a very, very kind of worrisome time being on edge. And yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's crazy. And, and, uh, I don't do this often, Romo, but I want to commend you on on holding an ethical standard for your business you know there's there's plenty of people out there who are almost making up that they're a quote-unquote essential business Um, and i'll be the first to admit that some of my colleagues not ones personally that i know but there are ones out there that think that you know rehabbing a sprained ankle right now in a clinic full of five to ten other people is an essential business right now just to try and make another dollar but you know, it, it comes down to, is that, is that really like, I'm going to be honest with you, like I'm a medical professional. I have a medical degree, but if I was at home, my job is not essential in this sort of a situation. Like no one's dying from not doing PT. And, and that's, that's a straight up fact. Now, inpatient acute care, getting someone who just had, you know, heart surgery up and moving that could dramatically improve their outcomes. Yes, that's necessary, but not not to go for a sprained ankle into an outpatient clinic. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I was just going to say, I mean, it's it's crazy what we're seeing. And just to build on that, and the part that kills me like really deep down is I have seen, and obviously it's happening in all industries, but the amount of exploitation of people right now. And I, and I don't mean that by like, hey, someone trying to sell an at-home workout program. That, that's fine. Like you could do that. Like that's that's okay. Again, I, I disagree. I think you should be trying to help people right now in this time and not make money. But again, that's a different discussion. The thing that's killing me that I see more on the nutrition side is people marketing, you know, COVID-19 diets and, and supplements and stuff. No, you know, you're, you're looking at supplements that boost immunity. That, that does not mean you can market it as a defense for COVID-19. No, it's a, it's a supplement that works towards immunity. So I have just seen so much of this, obviously, you know, through social media, which is the bane, you know, <laughs> of yeah. all this, but I'm seeing people getting taken advantage of. And that's the part that really, really pisses me off, you know, at the core. Yeah. No, I can understand that entirely. Fortunately, when I'm over here, I don't have to see any of that because I can't read Chinese. So I can't see anybody trying to sell COVID-19. <laughs> supplement boosters or anything like that. But I can 100% see that people trying to sell essential oils to try and fix COVID-19 and whatnot. And um, yeah, absolutely ridiculous. And those ones who think think it's a hoax and trying to persuade the general public to just not even to disregard the information that's coming out. I mean, absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. But you you hit something. It's nuts, man. (laughs) Yeah. You hit something kind of important that I think maybe to cover a little bit here and you know, you're trying to sell your house. That's super frustrating into this market right now. Like who could have thought that you would take this hard left or the whole economy would take this hard left so drastically. Um, but the government is trying to help out though. Like I've I, on the news a couple of days ago, the stimulus package passed. Right. And so, uh, yep. does yep. that, are you able to actually even apply for that? I don't know how small businesses work. I know that if you file taxes, I think, right. You still get the stimulus package coming in. Yeah. So, and again, this is, this is just from the, what I understand so far. So I don't want anybody to take this as, yeah, as advice on what to do sure. financially, but it, it, 
as far as I understand, um, all taxpayers will receive a, a check in the mail. Um, and I believe that's based upon what your, your, your income, income was, is. Yeah. And I believe, lo- yeah. So, so, you know, it's all, all tiered and things like that, but it sounds like there are going to be, um, quite a bit of incentives for small business owners, such as myself, um, for, you know, low interest loans and things like that, um, which, you know, many of us are going to have to take advantage of just, you know, going through, we don't know how many months of this we're going to, going to lose income. So, um, once the actual bill is released and, and we can really, you know, read through it and, and all that we'll be able to, but it sounds like there will be, um, some loans and things available to small businesses to essentially try to, to, you know, boost, boost everybody's business and get everybody, you know, up and running the last thing we want to see is all these small businesses shut down. So, you know, obviously, you know, it's amazing that the government is doing everything in their power to, to help. Um, so I'm certainly just kind of playing the the waiting game on, on that and to figure out, okay, how do I move forward with everything and, and keep things, you know, running? Right, right. No, it's, uh, the biggest benefit I saw from that bill. And this is more of like, for me personally, is the, the student loan portion of it. And so I've already discussed this with you a little bit, but I know there's plenty of people out there that have student loans and probably as high as what I have is I have like a 6.8% interest student loan. You know, that's, you look at a mortgage, like that's usually more than most people's mortgages, unless you have a subprime credit score or whatever like that. But, you know, they're essentially for the next six months, I think, decreasing our student loans down to 0%. And so that's fantastic. Like, fortunately, I have a job in my location where I still am making money so I can keep making my payments and so I can keep chipping away. But that's that's going to be huge for plenty of people who don't have a job right now or who just got laid off due to this. And so um, I'm very happy about that. That's that's going to be big for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, you know, any any win that you can, you know, take no matter how small or no matter how big in this situation is good. Right. Because that's the stuff that we hold on to that just keeps us going and keep saying, OK, you know, let's 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 live to see another day. Let's live to see another week, another month, you know, whatever it may be. So, right, you know, right. it, it's just it's great that stuff's happening. It's just you got to you got to focus your energy on the positive and try to drown out the negative which, you know, has been, has been majority of what you see, you know, with yeah. social media yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and even the media in general. For sure. For sure. So, you know, that part, that part sucks, but you know, why don't, why don't we talk a little bit, you know, kind of about the lighter side of this and, for sure. you know, kind of how we stay on track with our health, you know, both mentally and physically, you know, let's just, I just want to hear, let's just get started. Like, what's the craziest thing that you've seen on your end so far like anything funny or maybe it's not funny but it'll give everybody a a mental break from the stress i mean you've obviously been in so many different countries and stuff yeah it's uh you know the more westernized countries so we're talking spain france and all that like outside of the lockdown nothing super crazy but over here i've seen some pretty drastic measures that have been taken that i i would argue create more potential health concerns in other ways that could be detrimental in the in the in the long term because then you'd be taken to a hospital which could potentially give you covid which you tried to prevent before and what i'm talking about is in some of these airports that i've been flying into individuals coming back to china they put on ponchos and masks and and goggles and hats and uh, gloves and all this crazy stuff to try and protect and you know shoe protectors but they're sweating profusely and i'm talking like the one girl who sat next to me flying from Paris to here, she was wearing 
pants. She had shoe covers over her shoes. As we got on the plane, she had a winter coat on, like a puffy winter coat, one that you know you could wear in like 20 degree weather, 15 degree weather, no big deal. Oh my gosh. She proceeded to put a rain poncho over it, which I don't know if anyone's ever worn one of those, just t-shirt and a rain poncho, but you get pretty sweaty in that because it holds in your humidity as your body's trying to breathe. Add that to the fact that you then have a coat underneath it. She then put on ski goggles with her mask, two masks, by the way, two masks, and then like a rain hat with gloves. And I was just blown away. Like, and that's not the first person I've seen. And and you could see the sweat pouring down her face inside of her goggles. And so I'm thinking the whole time we're sitting on an airplane. Yes. That's how a lot of this is shared. That's how a lot of sickness is shared to be honest with you. But the amount of coverage you're taking to then take it off, to eat, to drink your water, to eat your sandwich or whatever food we're given to go to the bathroom and like you're going, you know, washing your hands or whatever, but you're still breathing in that air that's being recycled throughout the cabin. So if someone has it and you're nearby and they sneeze, you're probably going to get it regardless of the amount of precautions you take, unless you don on the gown and off like they would in the hospital with certain precautions and mechanisms to take it off, which none of these people know. Um, And on top of that, I mean, I just saw one dude, this one's just real quick. He was wearing snorkeling goggles. Like I'm talking with the nose blocker <laughs> and with like his hood up and then a mask, but he's just like chilling on this couch. And I mean, I swear that motherfucker thought he was the coolest guy in the whole entire place. I swear he had to have thought that. But oh my God. Another dude That's was wearing, so he was wearing a, uh, we were standing in line in Paris to get on the plane and he was wearing a shower cap with like goggles, like swim goggles. So like the ones that suction to your eye that are maybe the size of a quarter and with his mask and everything oh like that and it's just, and he was bald so it's not even like he was protecting his hair or anything like that it's just like protecting his skin i guess i don't know there's some crazy stuff man what have uh what have you seen over in the states you know definitely nothing as crazy as that um i haven't really seen too much funny stuff i mean if you want to count the memes and stuff that have been coming out of this there's been some funny ass memes so you know that that would be kind of the lighter side I think, you know, I think just the craziest thing I've seen is like the store parking lots and the stores as a whole. So obviously, you know, I'm trying not to go out, you know, anywhere, but, you know, you do need to get some essentials. So I think just like for me, I went to the grocery store the other week at like 6 a.m. So Mm -hmm. the grocery store opens at six and I just figured, okay, it's six o'clock on a Saturday morning you know, who's going to be here? You know, it just, yeah. it, it's just so uncommon. Like people don't do that. Like people are sleeping in. I go to get in, like to turn into the parking lot. The fucking parking lot is full as shit. It's six shit. in the morning and I get in the store and, you know, obviously just utter chaos. And, you know, you see a lot of bad shit too, which, you know, sucks. Like people just forget basic um, manners, you know, of, you know, people like walk and say, excuse me and hold the door, you know, do, do little shit like that. So, you know, unfortunately it's not anything good I've seen. I just, that to me was really eye opening that, you know, there were that many people at 6am when the stores open. Um, so that, that was probably the craziest thing, which isn't that crazy is just more shocking. Obviously I haven't been traveling or doing anything like that. Yeah. So no, no exposure to the airports or, or anything. Um, so yeah, that was, that was probably the craziest thing on my end. Um, how about, how about what you miss the most? Or, I mean, obviously you're, I know you're in your quarantine, technically you're going to be out of it in five days, but I mean, what, what is the one thing you miss? I mean, I feel like I already know, but I'll ask anyways. 
I mean, so the, the difficult part with this is that this is oftentimes mixed with what I miss about America anyway. So I feel like there's got like two lists, like obviously Autobata Tacos and Kelly Burritos. I miss those, but I miss those Ama- from amazing three to four months ago anyway. Like that, that uh, nothing's changed about that. Uh, but as of right now, probably the thing I miss the most is indirect quarantine is one being able to go to a gym and release some frustration. Uh, sorry, I'm going to restart this list. One, my wife, smart man, smart man. I was going to say it if you did Two, the gym, (laughs) uh, three, probably my dog miss him the most, but I also miss him from just not being in America. Uh, but four, and this one's probably the most serious is my own choices on food, my own choices on where I'm going and where I'm just, just things that I'm doing. Like right now, my choices are what am I going to watch today and how many steps am I going to try and get in this 10 meter room? So, uh, today, today I got 13,000. I want to let you know 13,000 steps in this 10 meter room. So any of you people listening, if you have a backyard to go into, you should be getting way more than 13,000 steps every day because you have somewhere to walk. I agree with that. I've seen his, I'm looking at the hotel room right now. There is not a lot of room. So that's extremely impressive. And I've even somehow managed to make sure that I turn both left and right on this to ensure that I don't get a stress injury. So, you know, I'm just just doing all the things, checking all the boxes here. Uh, Check all the boxes. Check all the boxes. Check them all. Check them all. And then actually I would probably also really like to have a proper red ale sitting next to me at this point in time or a glass of bourbon. Like I I am so stressed right now that that would be perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, but what about you? What do you miss the most right now? I mean, obviously you're in a much different situation than me. Yeah, you know, for me, it's, it, I'm going to say the gym, but I don't mean in like the sense of like the weights. I mean, in the sense of what that does for me each day. It just, for me, the act of going to the gym breaks up the monotony that the days are now having being stuck here. So, you know, just that simple getting out of the house and going somewhere that you enjoy. So, you know, I'm sure for many people, it it may not be the gym, but it may be another place that they go that it's just the effect that it has on the body of getting out of your house for a couple hours, doing something that helps you mentally, physically, and then coming back and working. So, you know, it's, I find that these days feel mentally more challenging even though they're not. And I know yeah. so much of that is just that you're not having that breakup of getting out of an environment and into another one. So I think that's the the thing I miss the most, but I don't want that to be like, oh, like I missed the iron and the pump. No, like I don't mean it like that. I just miss the act of what that does for me in a given day. Um, so that's that's kind of kind of mine. And I know we've been talking about the gym a lot. So why don't we kind of talk about, you know, working out while in quarantine and how to do it, what your thoughts are. I mean, I know you got bands set up. Why don't, why don't you take it away? Uh, I mean, for me, like I said, I got about 10 meters of room and I've actually gotten pretty creative. I'm going to be honest with you because normally I'm much more weights and strength training with, you know, go heavier, go home type of style. But this has been, rather challenging the first few days and I've had to switch to much more plyometric body weight and really putting in an effort to ensure that I can get get something new out of my workouts so getting out of my my comfort zone so I guess probably the key takeaway that I'm getting from this is just do something new 
you know, it's, it's challenging me in a different way. I, when I was going into the gym, it was the same thing over and over again because I was comfortable with it. But this has pushed me to start doing some, some new stuff. And in combination with the change of food that I've had to eat or lack thereof, I'm pretty sure I've dropped about five to eight pounds. So I got that going for me, which is nice, I think. There we go. There we go. Yeah, you look lean. You look leaner. I was going to tell you, but I didn't want to go to your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, but, you know, with what you've been doing, so I have i don't wake up in enough time to catch your workouts every day, but you've been doing a lot of Instagram workouts for people, which I think is pretty admirable because you just post those for free, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when this whole thing kind of was picking up traction and we knew that, okay, we're going to have a shelter in place, the gyms are closing, you know, you look at it again, like we talked about a little bit earlier, you look at it one of two ways. Do you try to exploit for monetary benefit or do you look at the situation and say, okay, the world is literally in a crisis. What can I do to help and do my part? And, you know, for me, obviously I, I can't do anything on the, on the healthcare side. I can't, you know, go volunteer or anything at a hospital, but what I can do is I can help to keep people moving, which is extremely important during this time. Cause we know, you know, the detrimental effects of sedentary activity. So, you know, for me, it was one of those things where I said, Hey, this is something I can control and something I can do. And I don't feel it's appropriate to try to make a monetary benefit out of it. So I just said, you know what, we'll host a, we'll host a free Instagram workout, Instagram live workout every single day. And then, um, I'll record it with my vlog stuff. I'll edit and I'll upload to YouTube. So if someone, you know, can't make the workout live, they've got a whole reference point and, uh, we've been doing this. I think we're, we're almost two full weeks in. So it's been, it's been good. The feedback's been awesome. It obviously takes a lot of time to, you know, write workouts and then, you know, do the live session and record. But, you know, that's, it's my small contribution right right now during this time. And if it helps at least a handful of people, that's, that's a win. For sure. And I know, I mean, I haven't been able to do them, but my wife has been, and I mean, she says they're fantastic. So if anyone here hasn't started to them and is looking for something to do, anything to do, trying to get moving. I highly recommend checking those out based on my wife's recommendation alone. And I know that Romo is a a fantastic programmer. Uh, Speaking of which, programming is relatively important majority of the time when you are doing anything fitness related. Have you been able to program during this? Because obviously it's much more restrictive and you're appealing to a much wider audience. Programming should be more specified to the individual or to the, the group. But if you're doing this for such a wide variety of people and different fitness levels, you know, how are you, how are you able to do that? Sure. That's a, that's a really great, great question. And, you know, at the core, obviously anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or who knows me personally knows how specific I am with my periodization of programming. Um, But unfortunately, this is one of those times where we kind of have to take a step back and prioritize. So normally in a perfect world, you would be able to, you know, program as you want right now with the limitations on equipment and the fact that you're trying to reach a broader audience as opposed to working with clients one-on-one. I don't want to say programming goes out the window, but it becomes one of the lesser important things right now. So for right now, really the biggest thing is to keep everybody moving and keep everybody active. Um, So in a traditional sense where we could go through different phases where, hey, maybe we're focused on strength in this phase, maybe we're focused on uh, muscle building hypertrophy, or maybe we're focused on, you know, working, 
working, you know, the whole body and more of a metabolic type uh, training stimulus, that's not really going to happen, especially when you're going to a wide group. So uh, what I've been doing is I've been trying to incorporate just body weight exercises for people who have absolutely no equipment and weren't able to either leave the house or if resistance bands and things were sold out on Amazon, which they did sell out. I haven't been on, so I don't know if they've been replenished, but stuff sold out really quickly. Um, And then I've been doing stuff with like full-size resistance bands and mini bands. So Um, you know, those are, those are typically the cheapest workout equipment that you could get. So trying to keep costs low, obviously everybody's freaking out right now. So you don't want to have them go out, Hey, buy this uh, set of dumbbells and spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks. It's just not the, not the right move. So what we've been doing with our workout sessions is we set up a specific structure and then what we'll do is we'll just, I'll, I'll audio cue. I'll say, Hey, if that's too hard, dial the reps back and, or increase the rest. And then I'll give modifications. So if some, if it's too difficult for them to do with a specific resistance, I'll show them both regressions of that exercise and say, okay, if that's too tough, you can do it this way. So like a good example of that is like someone who can't do a regular push up. We regress it by having them drop down to their knees. They can still participate in the exercise and we can still, you know, keep our overall structure. And then same thing. If I have more advanced individuals in the class, I will show them progression. So like if we take that same scenario, a regular push-up, if that was too easy for someone, what we could do is we could then elevate the feet up and then they can do elevated push-ups, make it a little bit more difficult. So there's different ways that you can kind of program to each individual while still keeping the whole group in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously it's not ideal because I do believe, you know, so much in the one-on-one and that's really what my business is. But in these times when it's more about moving and, and maintenance as opposed to training for a specific stimulus, it, it's just what you have to do. So you're basically the new P90XQ guy, P90X quarantine edition. I mean... I, I tell you what, I don't know. I don't know what I am. I have way too much fun like leading these these group workouts. I'm literally in my freaking family room. I got like the cameras like set up. I'm yelling. My neighbors probably think I'm absolutely out of my fucking mind. I'm like, come on, guys, come on, ten more seconds. I'm jumping. I'm doing all this crazy shit. They're probably just like, oh man, what what is Romanelli doing over in in his unit? But. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been good. I mean, we've you know it, it challenges you too as a as a trainer, right? Like you said, like it's that comfort factor. Like you know, you gravitate towards certain exercise, certain movements. Well, guess what? Take all the equipment away. Yeah. What are you gonna do now? So it's it's definitely made me get more creative, and I think at the end of this, it'll just simply make me a better you know trainer and a better coach. So for you sure, know, find the good and the bad. No, I completely get that. And as a you know someone who has been in lockdown for months in China and then currently in solo quarantine, you know, it's, I think it's super important to continue doing at least something, you know, and, um, even honestly outside of, of the gym and outside of us jumping around or working out or like that, just sitting down and doing this podcast right now has broken up the monotony of my day. I'll tell you it's one thirty AM right now. And I have not been more awake and more excited to be doing something than I have for the past 12 days. Like this is, this is the highlight of, of my week right now, Romo. You are the highlight. I want you to know that you're the oh, highlight, man. I'm just raining, I raining feel, compliments right now. Very this, special. This whole podcast is just all about me praising you. I, I was going to say, this is, this is how I know you're not mentally right in the head right now because you've been giving me compliments and not ripping me a new one. So I'm going to take advantage of it for the, you know, the next 10 minutes or so that we're on it. And again, I will just, 
I will let it happen because it's a <laughs> it's a nice change of pace. But I so so obviously you know we've been we've been getting workouts in with resistance bands and doing things like that. But you know what other you know, physical activity have you been doing or would you suggest doing? Because obviously, right, you're not just going to crush at-home workouts 10 times a day. What other stuff can can people be doing? Right, right. I mean, unfortunately, like, I'm limited. I can't even leave this room. Uh, but, like, the things that, that I wish I could do, I guess, is, is just go for a walk outside. I know that there's a quarantine, but I'm pretty sure that most people are allowed to leave within a block radius, right? You can you can walk around your block or if you don't have yep. a block, you can walk yep, around. You can, can outside. You can walk around your yard, just something. And, and it doesn't even have to be that you're walking that far, but getting into the sun, vitamin D is so important. And, you know, you can take a supplement for it, but uh, there's just something, there's something that, that changes your mental well-being when you can get into the sun and allow that to metabolize in your body, you know, or, or even just the fresh air or even what you mentioned one time, the earthing, if it's warm enough where you currently are. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know what earthing is, Romo, a couple months ago, a couple podcasts ago, I don't remember, I think it was the vacation one that we did. He mentioned that what he likes to do when he goes places like swamps and other, you know, places where there's needles and, (laughs) and, you know, stuff on the ground and glass. He likes to take his shoes off and his socks and really feel, feel the earth underneath them and become connected with uh, Mother Earth. Usually this is after smoking something green and he's wearing a hemp made hoodie. Uh, if you see his hair right now, it's like in a massive poof. So just, just imagine this guy just with his feet digging into the ground, earthing. Listen, you guys can keep talking your shit. I know there's at least one person who will listen to this and actually know the benefits of it and agree with me. Everyone else is going to think I'm like some hippie, like just tripping on drugs, <laughs> walking on the earth. But yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. I like, I like earthing. One thing I've actually really enjoyed, and I know we kind of shit on this before from Instagram with like all the Instagram like, oh, 7,000 sit-ups in under 60 minutes and see what you could do. It's been a little bit more tamed down during this quarantine, but like the the push-up challenges, the burpee challenges, the pull-up challenges, and just all those sorts of things because they're they're reasonable, you know. Like it's based off of the old see a chug, send a chug. So you see someone chugging a beer, you send a chug to someone. Yep. Yep. And now it's turned into see ten push-ups, do ten or send ten push-ups. So it's uh, I think it's good. You know, I even had one of my friends say like, hey, you know. I didn't think anyone was going to tag me in it, but you tagged me. And now like, I actually kind of feel motivated to start doing some stuff because I couldn't do the full 10. And so it's just, it's nice. It's nice to see that kind of stuff, like people taking advantage of this time when they can focus on other things besides work and the stress of, well, they're still stressing about finances, but um, you know, just the the usual shit that you worry about is kind of going out the window, you know? Sure. Sure. That's a, that's a good point. It's a really good point. I think, uh, I think another one, which it, you might read me for this. This might be the end of the praise, but, um, you know, it's, it's been kind of funny. We haven't recorded anything yet, but I think we actually have plans to, to do it tonight. We're going to crack open a bottle of wine, a couple beers and, and get a little loose, but, uh, dancing. So I know that sounds crazy and I'm going to, what I, what I'm going to say and what I'm going to combine it with is even more messed up, but there seems to be this little app going around called TikTok that is 
all the rage with with the younger generation. I'm a, I think I'm a little too old with it, but what's really funny is like there's all these dances that people do and some are like real serious, some are real funny, and it just seems like a really good way to decompress and have some fun but also be physically active, right? So, uh me and Alexandra are going to well, I think she knows them already. She's been practicing. I don't know any of them, but I'm going to learn them. So, you know, she's got these different like partner dances and stuff that we're going to do on this mm-hmm. TikTok. So, you know, it seems it seems it might seem kind of stupid, but like when you really think about it, though, what is that? That's more physical activity. That's more movement. It gets you off right, the couch. Right. So, you know, it doesn't have to be such a such a structured workout. We just want to move and create as much movement as we can. Uh, so you guys might see me if I in case I get TikTok famous after this or if she does, uh, you heard it here first on the Train It For Life podcast. I can't wait to see you doing some twirls and spins. She you're you're doing the, the female position, right? Oh man, I knew it couldn't last. I knew it couldn't last. Welcome back, Stu. I can see that your mental health is is totally fine now. Totally fine. But well, actually, you know what? Speaking of that, because that actually is a good topic. I know we've kind of been joking around like, hey, you're going insane. But yeah. but it is a real thing right now because, you know, being stuck somewhere for countless amounts of days without being able to get out of the house can definitely take its toll mentally. And I know we've talked about stuff before, but like, what have you been doing to focus on the mental side of things? Oh man. Um, for the mental aspect, it's, it's been definitely a struggle because, you know, what do I do? Like, even if I wanted to talk to the people over here, like I can't, I can't explain anything. And I don't even think mental health is really a big thing here in China anyway. Um, fortunately, you know, I have a lot of friends back at home who know that I'm here and have been calling me or messaging me and just checking in on me. So it's helping, helping maintain some semblance of a, of a sanity, if you will. But there is a time between about 12 or one o'clock in the afternoon till about seven or eight o'clock at night where everyone in the U.S. is sleeping from my East Coast friends to my West Coast friends. Everyone's just in bed, which can't blame them. You know, can't fault them. That's when they're in bed. So I have about, you know, five to six hours of just downtime where no one's talking to me. And even though I refresh Instagram, like can't, can't do anything about it. So if I'm being honest, what I've been doing is, is watching, rewatching a lot of movies that I used to watch a lot when I was younger. So I watched all of Star Wars from episode one to six. I know there's more, but I didn't have those downloaded. I watched all of the Rockies one through four. I know there's more. I just didn't download them. Um, I've watched Forrest Gump, a childhood favorite. Next Friday, a childhood favorite. Rush Hour One, a childhood favorite. And not uh, partially because they're available on my hard drive and at the ready and I could put them on the TV here, but also because it's just kind of nice to watch something familiar. And as much as I watch the other, like the stuff on Netflix that I downloaded before I left Spain, it's almost, it, it's nicer to have those comfort movies that allow me just to kind of slip into like, Oh yeah, I watched next Friday every single day in the summer between my fourth and fifth grade, you know, year. And I can quote it basically by heart. My best friend can quote it by heart. My sister can quote it by heart. So it's just, it's one of those things that just lets you connect with your past and allows you to kind of maintain connection while no one else is there with you. Sure. Sure. Other than that, just trying to keep my mind sharp. So um, obviously you talked about before how we put articles into our our podcast on here, but um, reading other articles just in terms of triathlon or sports performance and stuff like that and reaching out to some of the forums to try and get more information because I ain't got shit else to do. So might as well keep sharpening the brain, you know, as a, 
So I'm watching Game of Thrones, rewatching, and Tyrion Lannister had a really, really good quote in season one. And someone was asking him why he read so many books, or maybe it was season two. And he said, well, you know, a mind needs a book like a sword needs a whetstone to keep it sharp. And so while I'm not reading any books in here, I'm at least reading some journal articles to help keep this mind at least working in some way, shape, or form. Sure. Yeah. I mean, other than that, there's not not too much else I can do, you know? What about you? What have you been doing for your mental health? You know, for me, it's been kind of a combination of a few things. Um, One of the biggest ones for me is just simple breathing exercises. So, you know, as much as I want to say, like, I'm a huge meditator, I'm not that good at it. But what I am good enough to do is some simple five-minute breathing exercises, which end up kind of becoming meditative for me, uh, even though I don't have like a guided, you know, meditation or anything. But um, we actually did it, I think it was last week on one of the Instagram live workouts. And I'm going to even do it tomorrow because the feedback was really, really good. But Mm -hmm. we just did some breathing drills where we focused on diaphragmic breathing and getting people to, you know, get those deep belly breaths where their, you know, their abdomen rises, fills with air, we hold and we release. So like little things like that have been helping a lot. And also too, what that does is that causes you to put the phone away. It causes you to turn the TV off because you're not going to be doing that. So it's kind of like a nice break from technology and also doing something that is more meditative. Um, I've been cooking a little bit more, which, you know, again, when I say cooking, I don't mean anything extreme. I'm a terrible chef, but you know, you just, you have more time. So it's like, okay, well maybe we'll try a new sauce for the chicken. Maybe that's what you cook. It doesn't have to be like this huge meal that you make, but you know, we've been, we've been experimenting, uh, with that quite a bit in super, super jealous, (laughs) super jealous that you're able to, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't. I I didn't mean to I didn't mean to rub that. No, in. it's okay. Um, it's okay. And for me, it, it, for me, honestly, the the weed has been kind of a blessing during this time. And you know, I'm not here to you know be like, oh, I, I smoke and do all this stuff. No, but like to be able to decompress, and it is legal here. Just so anyone who's listening is like, oh, that's illegal. No, it's fully legal. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's helped me just kind of not be so stressed and just kind of have like the lighter side. So like a real quick story, which this is probably going to make me sound like an idiot, but you know, I was actually preparing dinner last week, had a little bit of of marijuana Mm -hmm. and calmed down and I was chopping up potatoes and I pulled this freaking potato out of the bag, man. And this (laughs) potato had this mean mugging face on it. And I shit you not. When I tell you, I laughed to the point where I cried down in the kitchen. I had tears coming from my eyes. My girlfriend actually walked downstairs and asked me what was so funny on the TV and then realized that TV had not been on for a solid 30 minutes. (laughs) So just little things like that. So, you know, obviously it doesn't have to be in that capacity, but like, you know, maybe you, you FaceTime your friends, maybe you, I know Zoom, everybody's been using Zoom lately where you can kind of get on a call with, you know, a dozen people like do that stuff, pour yourself a drink, like just try to, have some form of social interaction in a non-social interaction setting if that if that makes yeah. sense so like that's good for you like to be able to laugh share stories like you said i like the you know watch something that's comfortable watch something that's nostalgic that puts you in a good state of mind and brings you back happy memories so yeah you know maybe you're on a zoom call with your friends and you guys talk about some funny ass shit that you guys used to do in high school or college right. like things that are 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 comfortable 
Um, and I know you had mentioned that you've been talking to family and friends. I mean, what is your, how have you been kind of socially connecting and, and interacting? It's, it's been a challenge. Uh, you know, you may or may not know this people listening, but China's got what's called the great firewall. You know, it's kind of a play on words for the great wall of China, but it's a real thing over here where if you're using their internet or their cell phone service, you cannot get access to a lot of things. Those things are, you know, some random ones, but the big ones are Instagram, Facebook, Google. Um, there's, I'm trying to think, those are the main ones that I use to interact. And especially Google, I mean, try taking Google off your phone. Take Google search off your phone. Don't use Google and see how your life changes and Google is currently trying, my phone right now is trying to connect because I just said Google so many times that it's like, oh, you need me to, to help you out right now. <laughs> but but it's it's been such a struggle having to use a VPN for all this. Fortunately, with my cell phone service that I have through Google, ironically, it allows me to have that American connection. So, But it's limited in the amount of data that I can use in total. So um, to get to the point here, come on now, Andrew, get to the point. I feel like I'm rambling because I have no one else to talk to for 99% of the day here. I apologize, <laughs> listeners. You're you're getting like the old lady who sits at home with her cats effect right now where I'm just so excited to talk to you guys. Uh, so, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's really challenged me to work on my non-traditional methods of communication. So you can ask my wife, you can ask my, my mom, you can ask my sister. Like, I don't like talking on the phone. Usually, like it's just, it's not my thing. I don't like. I'd much prefer a a text message based platform, and part of that's because my learning style is visual. So, like if I see the words, I can comprehend them and respond a lot easier than if someone's talking at me. And it gets very challenging when that happens. I'll be the first to admit that. But this has been been uh, a good thing in that regard because now I'm I'm being forced to try to call people on different platforms using Skype or. Um, we're using WeChat right now and and just trying to make those connections with them. Um, the other one is I do have access to Instagram on my Google phone and uh, it's been it's been like my lifeline. Like I'm I'm watching people live and as jealous as I get that they're like, oh, I'm doing this silly Instagram challenge where I'm pouring wine and trying to drink it while laying on my belly or something like that. It's like yeah, but at least I'm I'm seeing that and I'm I'm part of it, you know, like I feel like I'm part of it. So it's as bad as Instagram can be right now, it's it's my lifeline to feeling connected with my friends and family when I can't talk to them or, you know, they're busy living their lives because I can't I can't expect people to drop everything just cuz I'm in quarantine and talk to me for 5 hours a day. Like that's not reasonable. My sister has kids, she has to take care of and work. You have girlfriends and work stuff and things to put out, so it's nice to have. It really is. And it also helps me create some of my best uh, Instagram content ever. L- literally, I have been so impressed by your Instagram stories lately. And I, I know it's so funny because like I remember when we first started the podcast and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, I, I have an Instagram, but like, you know, I, I don't really use it. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I don't really know functionality. And now I got you just playing on words <laughs> and lyrics in your store. I am just, I am so, I feel like a proud, I feel like a proud dad over here of like, like you were my child who just like graduated in the world <laughs> of Instagram. So if you guys do not follow Dr. Stu, it is definitely worth the follow. His stories have been gold. It's amazing what happens when you keep a man in a room for... <laughs> 
14 days straight the the things that his brain comes up with but i mean i've been getting i've been that's actually been helping me get through this <laughs> watching your your stories so i appreciate that for sure hey just doing it for the people you know just doing it for the people hey you're doing your part you're doing your part right so you still have your girlfriend living in house with you obviously because you guys live together uh for social interaction i mean do you need more? I mean, is that sufficing? I mean, I know we're currently talking on the phone, but what have you been doing to try and maintain a lot of your social interaction? Because that is a vital port and a vital part of any anyone anyone's life. Yeah, no, we've we've been doing a ton of FaceTiming with our friends and stuff like that. So um, that's kind of been the the biggest thing. We actually. And we're going to do this. It just hasn't happened yet at the time of this podcast, but we were, it started as a joke and then we realized we could actually do it and the logistics work. So uh, we're going to have a virtual beer pong tournament um, coming up. I think we're going to do it some point next week. So we figured what we do is everybody sets up, you know, a beer pong setup at their house. And all we do is we all take a tape measure and we make sure that the, the distance that we're shooting from everybody at their own respective homes. Yeah is the same and you know if you if you cheat you're just an asshole but yep, we're not yep. worried that's about on that. you so man you're just cheating yourself cups up <laughs> i know i know right and and so what we'll do then is we'll set up like an ipad or a phone to show like what's going on with the table mm-hmm. and then the other person is set up with the the couple that you're playing against so okay. what we'll do is we'll play the game as if people are on the other end and Smart. when we make a cup they have to drink via via facetime and vice versa and it would work the exact same way that a game of beer pong would work mm. we're just not in the same room so that's that's what Smart. we've uh, Smart. we've come up with i'm pretty I'm pretty excited about it. I love a good game of beer pong. We can still trash talk and do all the good things that that happen with it. So that's our next uh, social interaction project is going to be virtual beer pong. Dude, that is, that's fantastic. That's the best one I've seen yet. The other one I've seen is like virtual happy hours, which I was jealous of until you told me about this virtual beer pong. And now I'm just I feel like I'm missing out on life at this point. Isn't that crazy? I was like, you know, we were joking about it. I was like, we were, it came about, we were talking to some friends and they were like, Hey, you know, next Halloween, we think we'll be in our new house, blah, blah, blah. You know, in beer pong, like was a big thing at our Halloween party. And then jokingly, I was like, yeah, well, we could probably just play remote now. And then it turned into, you know, figure out the logistics. And now we got a, we got an actual beer pong tournament in the works. That's wonderful, man. Good for you. Uh, let me let me know what the results are. I want to who's who's playing. Anyone I know? Anyone from uh, from Bradley? No one from Bradley. I don't know. I think we're gonna start out. I think we've got like eight couples oh that we're God. gonna start it out. Like a tournament style. Goes. Um, yeah, we'll go tournament style and, and all that good stuff. Dang, and, throwing it back. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the college days, but done via social distancing. Holy shit! Do you remember that octagon table we had back in college? The Phyta Octagon table? That was, that was the greatest. I think you should tell our listeners about that because they probably are like, what? Octagon table? So our fraternity decided to take two massive pieces of plywood because, you know, playing one gear, one game of beer pong is good. Playing four games of beer pong, better. Especially if you can somehow make it pandemonium by putting all of them on the same table. So... They made this table out of two pieces of plywood and essentially put it into a, an octagon shape. And 
what you would do is you'd stand across from the team you were playing and you would just play beer pong. But the challenge was, is that you're throwing a ball, someone else is throwing a ball, someone else is throwing a ball and someone else is throwing a ball all at different times. And I, I don't even remember, do we have special, special rules for that table? Like, can you swat other people? I don't even, I don't even it, know. It was a blur. It was crazy. I think, didn't I we, just, I think we play, played a hundred cup beer pong on that one, one time, didn't we? Like I think teams of five. Yeah. That I remember. And you had that 20 I remember, cups each. And I remember if, if, if you didn't make, if you threw the first ball and there were a hundred cups on the table and you didn't make a cup, I think you had to naked run the house. I think you literally got kicked out of the game and had to naked run the house because it was so easy to make a cup. You just had to throw it somewhere in the middle and a cup was going to hit. Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh man. Gross, yeah, that, but ridiculous. Guys, that was before that was that was before we were very avid into health and fitness at that point. Uh, that was back at the point in my life where I would go to the gym and then come home to our fraternity dinner, which was like double bacon cheeseburgers oh, with yeah. a side of mac and cheese oh, yeah. and fries. And I oh, and yeah. I and I thought there was nothing wrong with it. So and we had that, the, that needed to be said. The five gallon restaurant size jugs of sweet baby rays, ranch and mayo all in our fridge and i'll never forget yeah dude the, the, the ranch because people would pour it and then let the the ranch dribble down the side it would turn that nasty like yellow color on the outside <laughs> of the ranch dressing oh it would it, i just thinking about it makes me want to vomit right now just because of how gross that is like yeah, it was it was disgusting. And then I remember like people used to take that because I lived so I lived on the first floor in the fraternity house. And obviously we all, you know, share a bathroom and a shower. And, you know, being one of the younger guys in the house at the time, you know, you obviously get picked on by the older guys. So like every time I swear, every time I would try to take a fucking shower just because I needed to take a shower, someone would either fill up the ice tray and I would get iced while I was taking a shower or I would get ketchup and mustard and they'd take the big ass things, like put their hand over the shower curtain and just fucking drench me with ketchup and mustard. That's and disgusting. I think shortly thereafter, I shortly thereafter I moved out because I just wanted a fucking regular shower and I just couldn't oh. get it. It was terrible. The uh, the icing, I don't think a lot of our listeners understand how bad that is. Like there's the initial, so when you ice someone, we actually use the Gatorade jug. So those massive Gatorade jugs. And you <laughs> you fill it up with ice and then you spray water in there. So that way you got cold water and you have ice coming down on them. You reach over the shower and you pour it all over the person. Now, the initial shock of getting cold water thrown at you, pretty bad. Like, it's it's not fun, right? Terrible. But then the Terrible. the more annoying part is that if you got to finish your shower now, your feet are standing in ice and just that sensation of your feet freezing while you have this hot water pouring on you from the shower that you've now turned up to an incredible amount. It's something that can't be described and has to be lived, I'd say. Terrible. I lived it way, way, way too many times over and over and over again until I finally said, fuck this, I'm moving out of this house because <laughs> I just can't do this anymore. Right. For sure. But I, I think uh, 
I think we're definitely both getting a little off topic, although I'm sure our, our listeners love to hear about us uh, being a little bit rowdy back in our college days. But Stu, why don't you go ahead, because I know this has been very mentally freeing and, and helpful for you. Why don't you kind of <laughs> sum it up and, and, and wrap this up for us today? And then hopefully you can get some sleep because I think it's now one in the morning by you. Uh, two in the morning right now, 2 a.m. But, you know, what's sleep when I can sleep all day tomorrow, right? Like uh, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> What a guy. No, it's, uh, it's honestly, it's been good to talk. And I, I recommend anyone who's currently out there in lockdown or quarantine or whatever you're doing right now, um, to reach out to friends, family, and just, you know, talk about nothing, talk about something. It doesn't have to be about the virus. In fact, I, I would recommend not talking about the virus because it's a little bit freeing when the whole social media is and all of the news media is so focused on this just to get away from it because it is mentally, physically draining. Um, Romo and I have, have kind of given you guys a lot of good things that we're doing, but there's plenty of other things that you can, can do on your own or that you might be doing at the same time that we didn't even mention. Um, just keep in mind that it's, it's very important during this downtime to both stay active physically to stay active mentally and to stay active socially, especially when the focus of this whole entire period is social isolation. And just saying that in and of itself can be very, um, very lonely. And, and it can definitely weigh heavy on your mind and make you, to be quite honest, it can make you very depressed. I mean, I'd be lying right now if I said that there weren't a few, few moments that I've been in this room over the past two weeks that I haven't stopped and had to take a deep breath because of the, the sheer weight of, of this social isolation that I've been sustaining has taken on me. So um, if that starts to happen, please reach out to, to friends, family. I mean, send us an email if something's going on on Instagram. Um, if it's three in the morning, I will get it because I'm on the other side of the world and I'm refreshing my Instagram feed all the goddamn time. Um, so if you send it to my Instagram DM, like I will, I will be there for you. If it's during the middle of the day, Romo can be there for you. I mean, we're here, we're, we're here 24 seven is what I'm getting at. So if you need us reach out, I will be more than happy to talk with you because that's all I can do right now. Um, one thing, <laughs> one thing I think Romo and I talked about leaving this podcast is, uh, show us what you're doing. You know, right now there's, there's Instagram and I would love to see it tag us at, um, at make it train, or you can hashtag train it for life and show us what you're doing to stay socially engaged. Show us what you're doing to be, to stay mentally stimulated and show us what you're doing to stay physically active. You know, I mean, if you want to do a fitness challenge, feel free to challenge either one of us. We'd be more than happy to partake in, in, uh, whatever you have to give us as long as I can't do pull-ups right now because this room will fall down. Any of the objects will fall down if I try to do a pull-up on them. <laughs> so don't give me a pull-up challenge and preferably not a handstand challenge. Like I could do handstand pushups. Romo, I don't even think he can. If you saw his arms right now, they've definitely gotten smaller recently. Oh, but I don't think I could do very many. Man. He's back. He's back. But thank you guys. I know these have been long recently, and this one's definitely long. We're going up on an hour right now. But I hope that it distracted you from your day and gave you something to laugh at. And um, yeah, feel free to reach out to us if you want to send us an email. Send us an email at trainitforlife at gmail.com. Otherwise, thank you guys so much for training with us today. Stay social. Oh.